Hello and welcome to episode 146 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jack with you this week to bring you through all the Wednesday news as we usually do and the match stuff. There's again, is there's not a lot of news. There's a couple. There's cut. There's a couple of bits that are going to be really good to talk about today. Um, there's also going to be a bit that we talk about in a Talking Wednesday extra for our middle tier members. So make sure a middle tier. I hate saying that because it sounds weird but yeah there's, there's three tiers basically so <laughs> second tier of membership um gets access to talking wednesday extra so make sure um if you want to support us that way you can do that below the video there's the housekeeping you can also leave us nice reviews that sort of thing find us on all the podcast services as you usually would but before we start talking sheffield wednesday how's your week been jack oh well uh, it's my penultimate week at work and they've uh, they've definitely acted accordingly a few of the people there it's not been it's it's really weird there's like you get the evening shift and then you get the morning shift and the morning shift people are the ones that have not been as graceful towards me as the evening shift people which i've been mainly working with and uh i mean i have had my notice in to be leaving them the week before christmas anyway so that won't exactly go down well in a retail world um but that's just all fun you know what it you was have a short term. It was the best time for was, you and the yeah, worst time for them. Yeah, it was a short term thing to get this camera and a couple of other things that I really needed, and it's not my long term career goal. So it served its purpose, really. So I'm just I'm I'm feeling whatever about it. And then I've also spent the weekend at, as time of, you know at the time of recording the weekend just gone uh, very hungover because it was my cricket club's uh, Christmas social event known as the 12 pubs of christmas where i had to down a pint of very strong real ale in every single pub in the city center of nottingham so that was that i cannot remember after 10 p.m uh, we started at seven uh, at uh, two in the afternoon on saturday and didn't apparently i got home at like midnight can't remember after about 10 p.m so uh just don't talk to anyone for just, about a year because you don't yeah. want to hear what you forgot no exactly exactly and i'm sure many of you listening may also be familiar with uh, the whole feeling of how the hell did i get home how the hell do i still have my wallet yep. and my phone and yep. yep i've not done it for a long time purely because the last time i did it i was like i am not doing that again nope nope, nope. genuinely like i get you're just thinking about it you know <laughs> so but no i've i've i've, I've yeah. been social this weekend yeah. i went to a, oh, I nice. went to one of the i went to a christmas party i uh i did drink but it's one of those things where i got a bit sleepy drinky do you know wait, wait, sleepy, yeah. sleepy drink you know um did i say sleepy drinky yeah sleepy, sleepy drinky <laughs> sleepy Ooh, sleepy drinking drunk is what i think i was trying to say there um We'll keep that in, even though I sound like an absolute melt. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, but it was, it was, it was nice. It was nice to socialise. I'm, I'm, I'm changing a lot of things after Christmas, so it was sort of like also a way to say bye to some people, even though I still see them occasionally. Sort of like at closing one chapter before I move on to another. Um, it was sort of like a work thing. I kind of have a policy. That I'm quite careful. With anybody I work with, yeah, with the social side and the drink side, because it's it's just it, it can get awkward, especially when you like. I get quite when I start drinking, I can get quite energetic, and I can get, but then I can quickly just fall asleep. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it, it, it's I'm a very different type of social yeah. drinker now, and yeah. I think you learn that in your early twenties. You know, you're like, no, I can't do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. It's actually not, it's not can't do that anymore. It's I don't want to do that anymore. And that's, that's been the thing. But no, that was not, that was nice. I like leaving nights where you don't wake up with massive anxiety. Oh, I've yeah. always got an element of it, no matter even how good a night's gone, I think. But you wake up and you're like, like oh, what did I do and say? Oh boy, did I, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine yours was quite strong actually knowing you. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it's it's that thing where you get like, like really hyper vivid images of moments. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. But the then, but worst. then there's no link. I just punched my microphone. Sorry. But then there's like no link from moment to moment. It's just like two seconds of 
Oh, I was looking at the big Christmas market. Oh, suddenly I'm in like a sports bar. Oh, suddenly I'm talking to this person that I've never met before in my life. Like, do you know when you think about it? Do you know I think about that and I genuinely feel sick after the fact? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Where yes. you're like, no. Because it's all, it's just a case of it's so, it's so scary how you think that like in the moment you actually are in control of it. But the fact that you yeah. can't mem- remember it afterwards is concerning. Exactly. So basically, basically, younger people that listen to this podcast, there should be no kids listening to this podcast. I will clarify that all the time. But young adults listen to this podcast who are still in their drink. Drink with people you trust. Yes. Drink with people that won't hold it against you. Drink with people that you can be silly with. Exactly. Because the chances are you will be. And you know this world, you can't do anything without ending up on somebody. Like, oh, my mate's t- getting... You know camera phones were the worst things that were ever in- invented mm. for people who just wanted a nice night out. Just because getting a bit silly with your mates on the dance floor. And then there's always that one mate who wants to film you. Exactly. You're like, Stop. You're not my Please. Mate do, not, do not hold me accountable for my terrible dad dancing. Please, dear God. You know, it's... Uh. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, it's... Uh, Yes, no. It's been nice. I love that phrase. Yeah. Yes, no. Yeah. It's a great. I do that a lot. You do that a lot. I've unfortunately, that. it's one of James' unfortunately. traits. That's yeah. another thing. There's Jake. There's Jake with the whole uh, when he says "superb, take a drink." Now, whenever James says "yes, no," now you also have to take a drink at that at those uh, occasions. Jake made the bingo card last week. By the yes, way, yes, he did. I forgot to. He did. I forgot to actually bring it. out. I forgot to. Re- I was going to read it out. I've not actually prepped it, but he, oh, uh, God, he he definitely. Um, because we were talking about the bingo card of things that you say on this podcast, Jake actually made one. But yes, and sent it to us yeah. too privately, and was. Uh, we'll also bring up. We'll also bring updates on Jake when we are in a position to do so. So, uh, but yeah, everything seems okay. Yes. So, but I, we 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 were. It's not my place to say anything on anything. So, um, for God's sake, Jake, why did you so- decide to have a baby? Like, why you've got one? Why do you need another one? I'm kidding. Um, yes, we. I wouldn't we say push. that because you can imagine he's probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the fact that his two children might have the same birthday, or it might even be a Christmas Eve baby. We're still think some people are still saying that to him to wind him up. You know, that it's going to be a Christmas Eve baby. <laughs> Good luck, Jake. That, well, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh. But there we are. But there we are. He- these are the consequences of our actions. Exactly. Um, no, much, much love to Jake, as yes, always. Yes. There. Um, and we will still be doing a Christmas special. He might just be covered in sick and have not slept. So either way, we'll be getting him on that at some point. I mean, that's normal for him, though, isn't it? Covered in sick and <laughs> <laughs> barely slept. <laughs> Bless him. Hang on, are you mocking him there, or were you just trying to make a comment? Because I think you, you, that might be on the, the borderline of that's a bit harsh. <laughs> well, it's just banter between friends. He does that. You should. The, the some of the things. We'll find out when you get. I'll leave it in, and we'll find out if you, yeah. we'll find out if you get a message later. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. So have fun with that. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so let's get into the Sheffield Wednesday yes. stuff. Yeah. A bit. A bit earlier than usual so there's been one game since we last spoke and that has been Sheffield Wednesday versus Stoke talk us through this oh it was absolute match of the match of the century the you you could not imagine a better match to have been born witness to than the El Crapico of uh, Stoke City versus Sheffield Wednesday there was like it was just such a bitty game. There was no quality other than the final 10 seconds. Like John Pearson said on commentary uh, during the game, uh, after lo- looking at the highlights back as well, um, he basically just said there was just 10 seconds at the very end of the game where Masaba gets through on goal and slots home the winner in the extra time. And a very controversial penalty decision, by the way, that I'm sure that was ridiculous. Like, yeah, we'll talk about it now because that, yeah. there's only been a couple of key talking points. As you as you said, Literally, it, was, it was that. It was that a game. Was I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it wasn't like I wouldn't say Wednesday weren't up for its sort of thing. I wouldn't hmm. say it's that sort of performance at all. I think Wednesday, we've seen it under Danny Rule. It's it's for me. It's that you keep going till the final whistle, which is exactly what happened. But exactly, Stokes, Stokes. Um, it's the cliche, isn't it? You never really want to go to Stoke. It's a it's a hard game. Alex Neal's sides 
are usually it's quite tricky in certain aspects. He's obviously been sacked after this result as well. So we imagine that we're final. we're now the team that, that get managers sacked. That's us now. Yeah. We're, you get beaten yeah. by Sheffield Wednesday, your manager gets sacked. It's... So, oh, we lost the bottom of the table. We're not bottom of the table We're anymore. Not bottom of the table anymore, no. <laughs> 23rd. Come on. <laughs> on goal difference. On the way up. On the way up. <laughs> 17 points Mate. off the playoffs. Come on. That's exactly what I was about Come to on. say. <laughs> oh, 17 Come points on. off the playoffs. I'm delusional, by the way. Um... <laughs> So now we need to come up with a title for this episode. Will it be 17 yeah. points off the playoffs or 23rd, 23rd placed owls? I, I, think it's se- I think it's 17 points off the playoffs. I think that's just really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll carry anyway, on talking about the game. Yes, the penalty, yes. yeah, it was absolutely atrocious because he just falls over. Minimal contact. It's never a penalty. There's a wall of people between the ref and the decision. And he just, he, he bottles it and gives it. And that, it's just one of those situations in, you look at the players and and that could have very easily been a situation where Wednesday don't get any points because we then don't have the same, after yeah. the, the, the the heads might go down for five minutes or whatever happens. And we might not get the same look at the end of the game because Stoke play a different way once they've gone a goal up through a penalty. So that could have very much cost us, but it didn't. Because of Cameron Dawson, the man what that I man. will say we were speaking about a couple of weeks ago. Is it? I, I as I said, it's not working at the minute. A lot's not working. And do you bring him out of the firing line again? And maybe he gets one more chance down the line. Is this the time where you have to sell him for the good of him? But the manager's stuck with him, and he's showing now that the faith can be repaid because he saves the penalty and keep. And then obviously Bannon does a great clearance to actually make sure. The rebound doesn't go in. So thoughts on Cameron Dawson is something to talk about, I guess, since, yeah. since oh, the yeah. past couple of couple of weeks in the past few fixtures. It was actually really interesting hearing Danny Rill uh, at the end of, like in his uh, post-match interview or whatever, when he was talking about Cameron Dawson, saying that he's been having a lot of issues with shot stopping uh, over the past couple of months and stuff like that. And so he was saying he's really actually really proud of Cameron for pulling off that penalty save and it shows that he's been working hard and everything at improving his game even more. And um, I just couldn't be happier really because I know he's had a lot of naysayers as well over the last sort of, especially under Cisco. Uh, he, he had a lot I think of he was. I think, and... I think a lot of it was, I think he, he might even say yeah. this, rightful criticism in areas. Yeah. You know, which is, because criticism is fine. Abuse is not. Exactly. Um, but I, I even we were criticizing at a point because there is sh- there is stuff he mm. should have done better with, there is, and that's just the way of saying it. There is certain moments where we've also said the other side of. Actually, I think it's a bit unfair there because there was defenders that should be doing the job. So we've said that there, but we've also said we've also pointed out where he he could have done better and, and should yeah. have done better, you know. And and he'll see that as somebody who wants to do better, and that's when I guess you could turn around and go when he actually improves and he do, he has games like he's had the past couple of games he becomes that player that has redeemed it and it feels a lot better you know yeah and i ho- i just hope it continues i think everything is going the right way under danny rule absolutely and it's 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 it just shows the way the ball falls great defensive header from the stoke city player by the way great sit pra- practically setting up for a key area pass for us to go on the counter we'd be fuming if that happened um but broke the ball down and then just the pace from Musaba to go round and then cool as you like, just slots it away on the yeah. counter. Yeah. And that's what you need, the composure in that. You know at that time of the game, you're in added time, it's going to be the winner most likely, you've, but you've got the composure, you don't bottle it. And he finishes it. And I will say, I will say for all the way, way, since the start of the season under Cisco, he's the one player we signed where I was like, really excited to see what that guy does. You know. Absolutely. And, the composure in that to get Wednesday three points is massive. And you could see what it meant to the team. You could see what it meant to the management. And I, I will, you know, with the quality of the league this year at the bottom, I was determined to say, I was pretty much destined, sorry, to say we were getting relegated. And I'm not getting ahead of myself, but the points that we have picked up and the way that we have got, we are starting to get that mentality of 
no, we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep improving. If the other teams slip, they're in trouble. Exactly. In my opinion. That's the thing now that you've got to watch out for us because we are improving. The one thing is, is QPR are also improving. They're three straight wins. So that's where you go, hmm. And we've got to play QPR next weekend. We've got two big games. They're going to be tough mm. coming up. Um, the big games we've got coming up this week, you know, with Norwich and QPR, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, that that is going to be quite rough, potentially. Well, but let's, nothing uh, worthwhile is ever easy, you know, and, and staying in the league. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about relegation, James. We're 17 points off the playoffs. Why are we bringing the R word into this? Well, 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 we said uh, 15, we were saying 15 points and I think it keeps us in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Out of those fixtures since we said that, um, I can't believe this actually. So I thought we'd get three points at Birmingham. We didn't. I think we said this after the Millwall game. Me and Jake on that episode, it was the Millwall game where we got done 4-0. And I said, mm-hmm. right, what do you see up until Christmas? And I said, we need 15 points to keep us in it. Yeah. We've played four games, right? We've got seven points. Well, there we go. So, are you too psychic? You know? Uh, well, we don't know yet because there's still... T- yes. t- t- cause yes. We thought we'd pick something up at QPR as well. But yeah. I still you know. think we can. I also think Norwich, uh, Norwich are not exactly on a great run of form, or they're not they're not on as as solid no. this year as they have been in previous years. I mean, no, as well. Just look but, at their ownership now if, situation. If you go off what we said, uh, that we need fifteen points to keep us within this, you know, we have now got to find. It's still, you know, there's, there's yeah. still points that we need to find. We need to find eight points. Yeah, but it's now eight points. In five matches. Mm. Which I, I think is achievable. I definitely think that's yes. achievable. I think it is now. Yeah. The <laughs> fixtures are Norwich City, QPR, Cardiff, Coventry and Preston. They're not easy fixtures. but Coventry and Preston are probably ones I'm worried about. I would say. If I were to say the danger fixtures in the next set of, of games... They're the ones I'm least expecting points from, I would say. Maybe. But especially Coventry, because they've looked It's still going to be... I, I actually... If, I, if I'm realistic, I would probably say... You're looking at eight points. Like... Yeah. I would probably say, if I'm trying to be the realist and not going off the momentum we're building, probably six. I could see six quite easily. Eight might be a stretch. Yeah. Because... So we might end up with sort of like 13 points rather than the 15. But with the way Huddersfield are drawing and doing the Darren Moore draws, yeah. right? we are now only eight points off safety. So that eight points thing comes into it quite significantly now. Yeah. But, it, but if we are very... If, if we can actually get that gap to something like five... Six could be even three points mm. by Christmas. That's completely different. Then yes, yeah. we are in with it. Because my thought was that the teams above that would start to climb. Yeah, they, they they would they would if we picked up the pace, they would get points as well around it. But what we've seen is Stoke have just sacked their manager, so they will probably change fortune slightly. But they had draw, loss, 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 loss. They've just plummeted. Yeah, so they could they're going to get dragged into it. Mm-hmm. Huddersfield are loss, draw, win, draw, draw. So it's it's inconsistent from Huddersfield. And then you've got... I don't think Millwall... I think Millwall will come good, but their form recently hasn't been great. Last five games, win, loss, loss, draw, loss. Yeah. Plymouth, loss, win, loss, win, loss. You know, so they, they're not even drawing games. They're just... They're picking up their points from their wins yeah. and not... There's so many teams around that 21, 22 points that could get dragged in while we're improving. And I know we've only had we've had a loss, loss, draw, win, win, but this consistency in the last three games, it's almost as if something is clicking. Also, I also I can't wait 
to get so many pelters in the comment section because of me saying, yes, yeah, 17 points off the playoffs. I've got a very dry, sarcastic sense of humor, guys. Just, just putting that out there. I'm not realistically thinking, yes, playoffs. I'm, I, it's, it's a joke. I just, I just thought I needed to preface that, okay? Just because sometimes. Do you worry about QPR improving though? Pelters for it. So, <laughs> do you think like QPR improving and stuff like that? We've got to watch out for that because they obviously yes. are the team that They're, we thought we yeah. were gonna. I think us and them are probably the dark horses now that a lot may be expecting one version of both us and them to turn up and then they get faced with a totally different uh, ball game. And I think that's uh, the same, you know, the same can be said for us under Danny Rill uh, as well as for QPR. I think they're the other dark horse now um, that probably will get um, underestimated quite a lot in fixtures. And I think we need to be very careful when we do play them because um, we, we need to make sure that we take the same mentality into that game as we did against Stoke, basically. Fight to the very end. Yeah, I think I think don't give. I think that's going to be the that's going to be the case, isn't it? I'll, and we will we will go in. Actually, we will do the roundup. So the fixtures have gone as follows because I, I think I, I think I forgot with you one last week to do the championship review. It's the first time I forgot that in quite some time. Um, where we go around all the matches. Oh no, I probably did. I probably do it on autopilot. To be fair, yeah. Um, but the most recent. Match day. Why has it gone all the way back there? Hang on. Hang on. That's why. Can't get the internet right. I was going to say can't get the staff. Can't get the staff either. Yeah. Um, decide to have children. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Hi, Jake. Coventry, t- <laughs> Coventry 2, Birmingham nil. I've been working literally non-stop this week otherwise i would have been a little bit more organized myself so that's on me to be fair coventry to birmingham nil blackburn nil Leeds united two sunderland two west brom one cardiff one millwall nil so cardiff another team that we're going to be playing getting a win against millwall huddersfield one bristol city one watford one southampton one stoke city nil sheffield wednesday one norwich nil preston nil leicester city four plymouth nil Middlesbrough nil, Ipswich two, QPR two, Hull nil, Rotherham one with the red card, Swansea two. So that leaves Leicester City at the top of the table on 49 points. Jesus, what a return. What a return for Leicester there. Um, it's almost as if parachute payments don't offset anything whatsoever, do they? Oh, yeah. Um, in fairness, though, I, I don't really mind Leicester as a club. So yeah, I, I, no I, I really like yeah, that stuff. In terms like of Leicester. Yeah. So, so in terms of, um, and obviously Vardy plays for them, so I'm not going to exactly. say too much. I do think we need to look at the structure because it's very unbalanced, but they are, they're a team that I could see back in the Premier League, so it's, oh, it's God, fair yeah. enough. Ipswich, Ipswich, though, showing that you can do it with, uh, if coming up from League One, yes, they've spent a lot of money, mm. but they have, they're putting it, they're putting it down now. And Ipswich are in second with 48 points. They have opened up a seven-point gap between them and Leeds in second. They're pulling away as the top two, Leicester and Ipswich, because Leeds are in third with 41 points. Southampton are fourth with 38 points. West Brom are fifth with 32 points. Sunderland, that's how you go up and you start, you know, building. Yeah. And that's what they, they've done, you know. They're, they're around the playoffs. They are sixth with 30 points. Joint with Cardiff. And we're playing Cardiff soon. That's the worrying thing. Yes. Um, then you've got Hull in eighth on 30 points as well. Preston in, in ninth on 29 points. The reason I'm reading these out is because listen to how close these these points oh, yeah. are. Watford in 10th with 28. Blackburn in 11th with 28. Middlesbrough in 12th with 27th. Remember Middlesbrough were down with us not too long ago. Yeah. Norwich. Also on 27 points in 13th. Bristol City, 26 points, 14th. Coventry, 25 points, 15th. Swansea, 24 points, 16th. Birmingham, 23 points, um, 17th. Plymouth, 22 points. We're literally going down a point. Yeah. 18th. 
Millwall, 19th with 21 points. Oh Millwall, God. Stoke, Huddersfield, 19th, 20th, 21st, are all on 21 points. Then you've got QPR on 19 points. They're yeah. going to be pushing out of that. And the the next drop comes to us, but we are up, we've got that momentum. We've, we're building that momentum yeah. now, and we no longer have the worst goal difference in the league, which is nice. Um, so we are on thirteen points. So we've got that. You know, we've got that gap still to mm-hmm. work on. But six points between us and QPR, which wouldn't help us anyway. It's all about that eight point gap. Yep. You you plug that eight point gap, and it could it can be done before Christmas. We could, we could carry on this run. I'm not optimistic about us carrying on this run. I just want us to make sure when we, the next loss does come, we don't take it too hard. We just reset. Yeah. that's the big thing. You know, because it's it's, it's it's not it's not the easiest thing though. This you know this league is not easy, so we are going to lose again. But we just need to make sure that we we keep the feeling we've got now and the, the belief that we can sort of fight through it because it's it's going to be a rough season either way. But oh yeah, the belief is slightly coming back at least this week. And I do love, even um, though, even though uh, Danny Rill had a, f- a fair few losses at the beginning of his tenure, the fan base seems so unanimously, like, fully behind him. Like, no matter what happens, there's such a strong belief in the manager that I've not seen for, like... I, I can't even remember the last manager that I'd probably say that about to do with the Wednesday fan base. There's always been a percentage that have been, no, he's not good enough, get get rid of him, even when it was Carlos and we were getting to the playoffs uh, to go potentially to the Premier League. There was still like a, a big chunk of the fan base that was saying, mm, maybe not the right person and all that sort of thing. But for Danny Rill, it's it's just so like, even though even though we're sat near the bottom of the table, it it's like... There was a, there was a few people starting though. Jack, that's the thing. Mm. That is the thing with with our fan base in areas. There were a few people going. Well, he's a nice bloke. He's doing really, really. He's he's brought. You can see improvement, but results don't lie. And I'm like, well, yeah, they do. They clearly, yes, clearly, they weren't watching the games. If that's what their their points of argument were, they were not actually watching the games. They were just looking at the results on Google or BBC Sport or wherever else you can find your text based commentary of the games. I watched us play half back. decent once under Zisco and it's when yeah. we lost to Southampton. Yep. And after that it just fell off a cliff. Even the was... even the draw with Leeds was atrocious. Yeah. You know. So it's like the the best performance I saw under them was the Southampton game probably. Yep. Because yep. I saw I saw passages of play that were okay. Whereas as soon as Danny Rule came in, you saw things building. Exactly. And you could also see that it was oppressive because we got the draw against Huddersfield with um, with Neil Thompson in charge. Yeah, yeah. So, must have been a, a tactical issue on on the part of the manager at that point. Then that's that clearly it was an issue with that that position, not the players. How many themselves. games did he have? Did he have eleven games in? The uh, I think it was a yeah. I think it was about eleven or twelve. Thirty-three points, thirty-three or whatever. You know, literally. Like. Where could we have been? Available. If... And it's the fact as well that the team is playing like they are right now. And it's the same players that have the worst yeah. start in EFL club history. It's the yeah, same but you can players. All, you, could, you can also see... Actually, I think he's slightly more disadvantaged in certain areas because he he's got some injured players that Francisco yeah. didn't have to deal with straight away. Um, but I still think we need to add quality in oh, areas. Yeah. Now, one person, we'll go into the news now. This is a yes, good segue, yeah. actually, that has been linked. I think, I think, was it, I don't know if it's a proper link. I, Dom Housen was talking about it on his Twitter. Yeah. Scott also, Hogan. It, yeah, it also seems a bit like, let's get, let's, the agent of Scott Hogan, let's get our name in the papers, because, you know, to peddle our name around a little bit, to see if there's an, a bit of an interest. Oh, that that's the club that desperately needs a striker. Let's just say that we we've got a link with Sheffield Wednesday because they're the ones that are being the most vocal about wanting a striker in January and all that sort of thing. Because if if this is allegedly true, the alleged news that Chancery is willing to spend thirty grand a week on a striker with a with the record that Scott Hogan has got in the last couple of seasons, I don't really know if that's a striker 
of a value of being paid £30,000 a week. I, yeah. I wouldn't say that, that that those two figures match up all too well. Um, so, uh, mm. so I just think it's agent talk in the papers and a certain it, it could ve- it could very easily papers. be be that situation. Yeah, but he's thirty one years old and is for me is the exact opposite of what we need right now. Exactly. Um, nothing against him as a player. Yeah, but he's he's this type of player that Sheffield Wednesday would sign. He scored one goal this season. We don't want to sign these sort of players anymore. We need a striker that can score goals. Exactly. If we're going to bring in a striker, it's not going to be Scott Hogan because the wages are not going to be the cheapest. And I don't think he's going to score goals. If Danny Rule thinks he can get him to score goals, then I'll take it in that situation. If this is actually something that isn't the agent and Danny Rule thinks, you know what, that sort of player, he scored hmm. 10 goals in the in the championship last season. He scored 10 goals in the, the season before in the championship. Yeah. I reckon we can get him to score another 10 or a bit more and, and help me out in this squad. Then fair enough. But for me, 31 years old, again, he's an older striker that doesn't score enough for me to think he's going to be the Sheffield, you know, the yeah. Sheffield Wednesday yeah. striker that comes in and 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 bumps up our numbers, really. Exactly. I I because, personally would think let's let's go for say a a player in the under 21s of a Premier League side that's looking like, you know, that that's, that's basically score basically doing what Bailey was doing in our under 21s, scoring for fun. Like, let's get one of those players on loan. Youthful energy, lots of uh, uh, hunger to make a name for themselves, all that sort of thing. Get get someone like that in on loan or or whatever, not a striker that's 31 years old and has barely scored in the last couple of years. You know, or do you know what? To Actually, you should do a, do a Blackpool, but for our level. Yes. So, and I know I'm using this name and don't, Start throwing stuff at me. Jordan Rhodes signs for Blackpool on loan, drops a league, and shows that he can actually still score goals because he was not getting great. He was doing all right at Huddersfield, actually. Yeah. But he wasn't... But you realise in dropping a league, he could score a hatful more goals. Yeah. It's like, I reckon if you put Vardy in our side, he'd be great. Do you know what I mean? He's top end of the championship. Yeah. Find somebody that's potentially not doing it in the Premier League at the minute, but can you know, bang him in. he's not, yeah. he's not, he's not maybe starting in the Premier League, but he's their second choice, but he's sick of being the second choice. So he's just going to go on loan for yeah. six months somewhere. Yeah. There's not, I mean, there's not a whole lot of players like that. And we might even do an episode on that sort of players, but you've got to start thinking. Yeah. What can Wednesday do in these situations? Well, um, and I think, I think it's that rather than bringing in somebody who's not scoring this season in the league. We're bloody yeah. in. Yeah. There is actually a player who we were linked with in the summer that is not that never actually ended up coming to our uh, to us called Sam Surridge, and he's currently out in America in the MLS at Nashville of all places. But he was banging them in for Forest on their promotion campaign uh, last year. No, not last year, the year before. Um, and he's he'd be ideal. So uh, he's absolutely ideal for our situation. So tr- let's try and convince Forest to bring him back. And then send him on loan to us, because why the hell would you want to play out in America? I don't when think. You're I don't think for old, Oh yeah, no. They then, might sack Steve Cooper. They, yeah. I mean, they weren't going to loan anyone up to us after my. And, but also, I will say he's he's played eight times in the MLS and scored two goals, and it's the MLS, which is not good. Mm. It's all right, but like, you'd want to open that up a little bit more. And I'll be honest, yeah. you talk about him scoring for fun. I disagree. You want about their promotion season? I believe so. Is this uh, where I'm, to be is this, fair, in terms, is this where I'm about to get embarrassed live on air on or no, I say live on air on a podcast? I don't. Episode. I don't think you are because to be fair, he didn't play a lot and his actual ratio was quite good. Yes, he scored seven goals in seventeen games, which actually is a really good ratio. But it's he hasn't had the consistency. So the season before that, he scored. He played 20 times and scored two goals. The season before that, he played 20 times and scored four goals. The best season was the 21-22 season where he scored seventeen goal, uh, seven goals in 17 appearances. But then for Forrest in the Premier League, he scored one goal in 20 appearances. He's gone on loan to Nashville. Oh, actually, is he... No, he's signed for Nashville. Oh. So... Well, there we he's... go. Never mind. Forget every... All points that I've just said, it's pointless because he's in America permanently and, yeah... 
Yeah, he's on a three-year deal. Yeah, in Nashville. <laughs> so it was a yeah, good talking Forget everything point, though, you just guys, said there. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Disregard Especially it. when we redact it. With, Let's well, strip it out. <laughs> yeah. But to be I fair, said some sort of dumb suggestion. No, yeah. I'll give I'll give you some credit. It would have probably been a better shout than Scott Hogan at the minute. Yeah, because Scott Hogan. He's not he's not doing well in the league we're currently in, and yes, it might be a thing. Again, I trust in Danny Rull. If he thinks it's going to work with his system, then do that. That mm. is fine. But for me, I'd rather put Bailey up front and keep him up front. Yeah. In this situation. Moving on to Bailey. Yes. So we've all wanted to see him commit his future to Wednesday. Joe Cram was reporting that. Wednesday you put a contract in front of him. He tweets, on December 9th, another tough game today and great night of learning for me. Sheffield Wednesday away fans were top. They defo got us over the line tonight with a class goal and a class penalty save. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? And as, uh, we had people going, sign it, sign it, sign it. Um, he replied to a sign it tweet going, no one needs to worry. I'm not going anywhere. It will be sorted next week. And then he followed that with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven owls. I can count, right? I think I, I, I'm trusting yes, your Yes, eleven owls. Yeah. Eleven owls. He's on, he's signing so, an eleven year contract, guys. Come on, <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's no, be that podcast. Yeah. yeah. He's um. This is what you almost as if you know your young players actually show some pride for the club that they've come through the ranks at yeah. and actually treat the club with the respect it deserves and actually are excited to be at the club and think what they can do at the club rather than looking at pastures beyond. Mm-hmm. So if we find that he signed a proper it's also going to be beneficial for him obviously the wages are probably going to be better he's going to get more of a th- he's going to get rewarded out of that as well. But he probably wouldn't be the same as if he was to time for a bigger club and then go through the loan system for the next few years. But I actually think this is a player that's got his head screwed on. I'm saying this now, sign the contract, Bailey. But he gets he gets the head, he's got his head screwed on in the fact that he goes, actually, I back myself. Do you know do you remember a long time ago when I was talking about the players that do this and go through the loan system? I think they get what they can get and, and they don't they know that they're not going to get into that first team. They're either deluded signing for a a club that's doing really well and think they're going to get into the first team or they don't back themselves enough to stay, see out their contract and earn one down the line with some other club. They think, if I don't go now, I'm never going to get an opportunity again. So again, I can understand why players do move there, but I think this is a lad that backs himself. I do. And I I think think he can... I think so. I I think he knows if he signs a long-term contract, it's then on him to... He's either going to become Wednesday's player and sh- and shoot us up the leagues and help us, you know, become what we were, or he's going to impress, and he's actually going to get his club quite a lot of money when another club come in for him. Yeah, which is almost what you should do. Yeah. You know? Oh my God! Be- really, James? That's what you should do with academy products? Because, be- because no this way. is the extent. This, this is the extension of what Chancery needs to do then. We need to have the other side of it. And if he starts coming and scoring 20 goals a season for us and a Prem club coming to us and we don't get promoted in a couple of seasons, then we have to say, fair enough, yep. if a club's going to give us like... Can you imagine if he turns into like a £30 million prospect or something? You sell. You <laughs> sell, you don't you sell, sell him fast, for like £5 that, million. That, yeah. that like wipes away, that resets the, the FFP clock, so to speak. Because yeah. that's the amount you're allowed to lose per every three years or something. So you sell yeah. a player for that, it's wiped away. And there we go. I mean, I wouldn't. E- I wouldn't even be too mad if he had a like a if he had a release clause in for like 15 million because you yeah. can back yourself enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's a case of what I would be annoyed at. The what the one time I wouldn't want to sell him is if he's doing really well and. The, the problem for me would if if it was like a less than 5 million release clause or something in there, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, but that's sort of like, that's like you're not even really on a contract to any club with money for me. Exactly, yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's that's what I'd be thinking there. 
and I'm not trying to put too much expectation on him, but I will say I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. Oh, so yeah. So keep his head down, keep doing what he's doing. He's obvious. I think the thing is, you can see this from a fan's perspective. Something special will happen with this manager if we continue to go down the road with him and he gets backed properly. Yeah. Now, I think young players will also see that. They will catch on to that. And you've got somebody who has worked with so many good players. He's worked with one of the best strikers in the world. If Bailey wants to, like, improve, work with, keep, well, you, you keep working with exactly. a manager like Danny Rull, who's worked with Lewandowski. You know? So, yeah, for like, me, it's, it's, there's so many options for him in terms of that. And his best option is to stay at Wednesday. And I think he's going to, as we can see there, he wants to. And I think it will be sorted this week. I agree. I agree. I do agree. But yes. Yeah. It's so nice, isn't it? Do you remember the Sean Flair days and stuff oh. and all of that? And oh, yep. just. I can't, and he called <sighs> himself that, didn't he? If I remember yeah. rightly. I think so. Allegedly. Yeah. I can't say he did because I can't remember exactly. But there was potentially a bit of that. God. Yeah. And now where is he? League One Charlton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of promise in there in, in a mid-table league one side. There we go. Look out! Look how much flair you've got now when you didn't listen to your coaches and haha. But on a positive note, yeah, this uh, this note, seems all right this time. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Sign the contract. Cool. There might be a slight awkward cut in the podcast there as Jack yes. checks his uh, dating profiles. I'm sure. Um, but it's a case of <laughs> I had to turn my light on because I was using natural light and then I forgot that the sun moves when you talk for a while, but there we are. Um, our next and sort of final news story is going to be that Sheffield Wednesday have postponed the sale of next season's season tickets when usually they would go on sale. Now, there is a lot of controversy around this. Uh, well, speculation, sorry, is probably the better word. The speculation we're going to mainly talk about in Talking Wednesday Extra this week about just just a little plug there. Talking Wednesday Extra. Oh, what a tease. Is it take what is, a tease. Is it, is it, is it oh. takeover talk again? Because that's one reason that things get suspended if it's takeover. So we will go into all the talk about um, if it's going down that route. But there could also be other things. Could it be, for example, Jack, they're trying to not have the backlash that that, that will bring, you know, the pricing? Because the one thing that has locked in with these season tickets... Actually, the se- we'll all, we're going to moan at the season tickets forever. But for at least like another five years or whatever, because think about the people who bought the five years and the 10 years at a certain price. Yeah. He can't... Ch- I, I didn't even really... You know, you don't even really clock this when you go. It's actually such a bad decision to do those because you can't lower them too much because otherwise the people that bought those season tickets... They'll are in trouble that the, that gap that difference gap they'll be like well give me that back please because i paid Do you know how i deal and... with it do you know the best way to deal with it in my eyes is and it's not probably the financial thing but you know what you've you've already dug a hole by giving those tickets out the price difference rather than refunding it extend their season ticket either a season or two seasons to make up the difference yep because what you will do there is if you are thinking of that and i don't think he's going to do it because he's talking, he, 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 won't rate, he won't lower prices. But if that was the situation and that was the reason for this, they're looking at planning, then you can actually bring the season tickets down to something where the fans aren't going to go. That's ridiculous. And appease the people who brought the long tickets by you giving them even more time. So I just think it's a, really, it's a really strange thing, though, because... They were meant to be brought... The, the early bird is now the very late bird that's going to wake up one morning and all of its litter is gone. The mother bird is gone. Like, it's not an early bird season ticket anymore. Not at all. It's very, very, very late. This was meant to be out for the build-up to Christmas. To, so then you can say, here you go, p- person in my family or friend or whatever... Here's an here's an early bird season ticket for next year, all the half season ticket prices and all that sort of thing. Like, what? I don't understand why you're now delaying them after saying they will be out this week. If you're going to say 
they will be out by this certain time. Commit to that. Why, why the delays? I, I can't understand from a financial perspective... I don't get why there's these delays. Do you know? There's also the th there's all. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. Ha I think it's gonna be about March. Do you know why? I actually think that. Do you know if we're being realistic and we take a we take away the takeover talk? Yeah. We don't know what league we're gonna be in, and you can't put early birds out for a ticket that might be the, the prices you have to charge in League One. Mm. Well, there is an idea. even though we are on the put momentum, out, you can't put out League One prices it. regardless of if we're in bloody the Championship or not. It's almost as if that's a solution, isn't it, Jack? How about that? I mean, our League One prices were pretty much mid-table championship prices last season anyway. So, like, I, I just... I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't get... I, I just agree. don't get it. Like, it's just chaos. It's constant chaos. We have these these moments that where we think, yes, we're finally on the right track. And then the administration of the club decides, oh, no, I want to be in the spotlight again. No, I want this to be in the spotlight. I, my camera froze, sorry. I want this to be in the spotlight okay. again. I, I don't want, I don't want all this positivity that's not about us, the administration. And I'm using that term because I don't want to get sued. Um, but... <laughs> But it's, yeah, everything it's, that yeah. everything that we ever say is also alleged. By the way, yes, just, exactly, just exactly, absolutely. Um, it's it's almost like the administration hates the fact that positivity is not about them; it's about the team, and not about how the administration is guiding us to this beautiful, wonderful promised land. Of it was it was the administration that got us up last year. It wasn't the determination and willpower of all of those players. No, no, that was them, the administration. And I enjoyed I actually enjoyed it. Like, the thing is though, I enjoyed it for Chancery at the time. I was like, you know what? Mm. Fresh slate and then all the stuff happened. So Jack, something I don't really talk about on the podcast too much. There is there's gonna be a march. Um I can't remember exactly when it, I think it's before the next game sort of thing. There's these protests in there. I, I kind of, we don't really talk about it because it's fans against fans and you can see there's dismay on both sides. And we've said that we don't think the ownership will be redeemable in certain areas. The kind of what he's done is what I said he should do. He should disappear, get the, get the playing staff right, get the management right, get the team firing and then disappear again. Yes. Done that. <laughs> um, but... There is still people who want to be vocal, and will never that will never sit right with them now. And they want him gone, um, which I fully understand in certain aspects as well. I've seen a lot of different arguments against it. Rather than us talk about it at length, I'm actually interested to know what our community thinks about the situation. I'd be mm. interested to know if there's anybody that plans to be part of this or has been part of it or anything. Or I, I basically want to just weigh up where our community is on it. Yeah, because we are very well. We very much well know that not everybody in the community is going to like our podcast. They'll like some 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 other people. They'll like to follow certain Twitter pages. They'll, yep. they'll they're, they're, even though we are all Wednesday, and that's the thing, which is why I never try and dig out other fans. I try, I I, I really do try and try to make make it sound like we're not trying to ever patronize or be facetious towards other Sheffield Wednesday fans because we're all Wednesday has actually meant something to me. It should, you know, you yeah. know, it should actually mean something there are still sort of like people with very different opinions and you all to come together for one cause. And that is obviously not what's happening with the protest. It's not everybody coming together for one cause, but I would be interested to know where our community sits on it. So please do use the comment section of this or reach out to us on Twitter slash X um, at Talking Wed about what you think to the situation at the minute. Um, because it would be interesting to know if you, for one, you want us to talk about it more or just cover it in normal news, which we've not done so far, really, because we didn't really know where it sat. We've read statements about meetings with the club or anything, but we've not... Basically, I've not got the validity on it like we would have a normal news story, yeah. so it's we don't, we don't put it in the news, you know. But it's also something that is relevant to Wednesday as it becomes more vocal. So we just really want to gauge what you think on it. So let yeah. us know about all yeah. of that. But yeah. Basically... Hopefully our community won't rip our heads off for an opinion either either way because that's not what Wednesday should be about, <laughs> you right. know. Um, but yes, Jack, I'm looking forward to talking to you about the potential takeover. I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, what 
might be tricky is the fact that Wednesday you've got a big week here. There will be a dexterity watch on Wednesday night because Sheffield Wednesday will be playing Norwich City. Ooh. So, are you working? She might be able to join for once. Uh, is is this Thursday night, did you say? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Ooh, I might be joining in. Oh, wonderful. Ooh. So Jack might even be in the chat. Uh, Jack, you've not been in the chat on a stream for a long time. Because um, no, I've been working mostly evenings. That's the, the yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah, Wednesday, 13th of December will be the next Dexterity Watch on the channel. So make sure you join us for that. Hopefully, obviously last time Wednesday got... I'm just saying the Dexterity Watch was the upturn of Wednesday's form. Sheffield Wednesday equalised against Leicester and then since then. So we will be uh, live on this channel. Um, so join us there but the match that we obviously won't be covering live Saturday the 16th of December Sheffield Wednesday play QPR now usually we we stop the podcast after this week you know we take sort of the 15th of December as a cut off for Christmas I might put do one on Monday I might have that as our last live one Mm. Um, I don't know who I'd do it with I don't know if you're around Jake's probably going to be very busy at that point we'll see what happens uh, we, I am speaking to other people about coming and do guest appearances. It's just trying to sort a schedule that works with my work balance as well, because obviously I have to organise all of it. So, um, but if you're around, Jack, we've got three weeks of Jack. I wonder if people will be able to. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, well, I'm aware I'm like Marmite. Some people love me. Some people wish that it wasn't me at all on the podcast. And I, I just, I love, I love no you matter what for your we do on that. So no matter what we do. Yes, it goes. The, it go. It's it's a case of somebody wants to say that they prefer somebody over somebody. Yes, right? yes. Which a lot of people forget is we are three mates, right? And we all want to contribute to this. Exactly. You know, so it's almost as if like, well, that you, you're slagging off my mate, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, there we are. Um, but yes, Norwich City. How are you feeling about this one on Wednesday night? I'm optimistic because they've not exactly been on their same firing cylinders that they have been in previous seasons this year. It's actually been what what a lot of people have kind of not really picked up on is the fact that they've had similar odd behavior from their administration too this year. Um, and it's a bit chaotic over at that club. And as we know very well, chaos off the field often breeds a lack of success on the field from what we've been witnessing ourselves at Wednesday and they're having a similar sort of situation over there. So I, I think it may not be a pretty game, but I believe it may be a similar sort of game to how Stoke has ended up playing out. I think it'll be tough still. I think yeah. there is a chance we lose this one. I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd, I'll go optimistic and say we could probably draw it, but we could even win it. You know, we, Wednesday are improving in that. Yeah. The last game out was a nil-nil draw at home against Preston. And then you had them beat Bristol City at Bristol City's ground. They lost to Watford the game before that, but it was 3-2. They beat QPR the week before that. Um, the They beat Cardiff before that. Lost to Blackburn Rovers. This was before the international break. So basically, they've kind of started... They got battered before the last international break, basically. Leeds beat them, Middlesbrough beat them, Sunderland beat them, Blackburn Rovers beat them. Okay? Their last win before that was the 30th. October was woeful for them. Yeah. But November, they've started to pick it up because you start... Well, you start November with that 3-1 loss for Norwich, but then you get the win against Cardiff, the win against QPR, loss against Watford, but then the win against Bristol City and nil-nil against Preston. Wednesday could win this, but hmm. they have picked it up a little bit since then. They've got Wednesday and then Ipswich. My thought process is maybe they're looking ahead to Ipswich and thinking Wednesday's a given because people still are underestimating us. Yeah. Right? And if they do that, that's going to be where we can all of a sudden go, hang on. Because they are at home, mind... So we're going away. We've just shown what we can do on the road. And their away record their away record is worse than their home record. So they do all right at home. They've got 16 points at home as a, as opposed to their 11 points away. So yeah. it's tricky. 
It's David Wagner side again as well, isn't it? So mm. I forgot he was there. It's the Battle of the Germans. If there's any time we're going to do it, we'll do it now because they are they're better than they were, but they're still inconsistent. Yeah. But they might have more quality over the course of the game. So they definitely wouldn't we only be 13th where they are right now. Oh yeah, but they, I think that I think they would be definitely going into the Wednesday fixtures thinking they're going to win. But at the weekend, we obviously face QPR. This is the one that I am more worried about, if I'm actually honest, because of their upturn of form. This is going to be mm. a scrap. Yes, I, I agree. Because they have won their last three games. They have started to turn it round. They've got a new manager, obviously. And they are looking to do, they're looking at doing what we're doing. They're trying to pull themselves out of it. And mm. they are successfully looking to do so. They're in a better position to us as well because they're four points from safety yeah. at the minute. So they know how close they are to it. They could be out of the relegation zone by Christmas quite easily. They've mm. got Plymouth in midweek. But then they've got us. They've got us at home, though. So there's home advantage there. I think this is one where a lot of people just need to get there and get behind the team. And yeah. It's probably a little bit early for a six-pointer, but for Wednesday it probably is um, because the QPR are around us. Again, though, I don't think it matters in the in the case that I think other teams are going to get dragged into it with the form of the teams just above the relegation zone and how close it is. But QPR's the worrying one uh, because two teams that are finding their form again. It could be a re- it could be a bored draw, you know. It could be one of those mm. where we cancel each other out. The momentum's just hit. Yeah, but a lot of that could also be what happens in midweek. Does midweek change it a little bit? That could yeah. quite easily happen. What are you feeling for it? Do you think we'll do it? Do you think? I'm, honestly, I think you've actually ended up summarizing exactly how I feel on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry it's a really short answer to that that no, question, right. but you basically said exactly what I feel about QPR um, and facing them. Enough. But it's yeah. But yeah, well, with that then, two games to look forward to, a dexterity watch, so you'll see us midweek. But do you have anything to add, Jack, today, before we finish? Just hope, well, just echoing the messages from the beginning to Jake again, really. Just hopefully your your baby is fine and stops being really stubborn. (laughs) And all that. You've said that so elegantly. (laughs) Hopefully your baby is fine. Yes. There you go, Jake. There you go, Jake. Now, um... (laughs) Yeah. Um yes, we we miss you and yes, hopefully you have a good have a good Christmas. Are you going to say it again? <laughs> I was yeah, I was going to say it again. Ah. <laughs> oh, um but yeah. So just, yeah, I, it might be me, it might be me and Jack next week. Um it might, it might be three not weeks be. of this. Yeah. It might, it might not be. be. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But I've enjoyed I've enjoyed today. I think we've got some good talking points. Uh, next week will probably be the last one we actually record before the Christmas yes. period because I um, we usually stop earlier, as we said. But there will be a few bits. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take some because I obviously have to do all the process. The reason we we cut it off is basically because I don't have to edit and do all of that over the time as well. Because if it was just sitting down for an hour and chatting, then yeah, we'd I'd do that. But um, I'm gonna take some time over Christmas and New Year. Got some. Seeing some people, got some people coming around here, that sort of thing. So I think we all uh, we're going to take that. But there will be content. There will be scheduled content for us. It means that this week's probably going to be quite a busy week, actually, of getting everything done and ready for all that. So you get content over the Christmas and it's not too affected. We usually manage it, don't we? So Yeah. Yeah. You've had a Christmas run with us now, though. You were here last year at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know the I'm process. Actually, I'm actually a lot less... I'm just looking at the video feed of me i'm a lot less fat than i was this time last christmas so that's nice oh, um you can't yeah. pull off the santa thing anymore yeah. i just said the f-ball i'm sorry ffs oh, oh no, oh, no. <laughs> did you actually you know, say the word I, I said the first half of the word right i'll just I'll have to make sure i just check that in the edit but yes yeah. thanks for that that's more work to do but yeah. take care guys and we will see you in the next episode of talking wednesday subscribe at the middle tier of of, of-
Dexterity Box join members, and then you can see Talking Wednesday Extra. Yes. Ha-ha. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>